Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Matt Bonaparte and John Eads. It's day one of the ACC media kickoff. John, I want your thoughts immediately. We walked into the building this morning. What did you see first that st- stood out to you in terms of what was there? Just it, just the sights and the sounds before we get into the actual quotes and, and what we heard from players and coaches. Well, the sights and sounds were absolutely spectacular. I mean, I think we were spoiled down there. The first thing we saw, really, was the breakfast, the free breakfast (laughs) that they were giving us. Now, we had to bypass that because we had to get our credentials first, of course, which, by the way, very sexy. We also got a free book, a couple nice goodies. Not as good as uh, what Tyler Rocky got and Jonathan Hoppy got a couple years ago. Apparently, they got a thermos and a hat we didn't get any of that but we did get a you know a free snack we got a cookie and then the book so you know they treat they they treated us right there and day one was spectacular uh you walk right up there you get up the escalator you see the acc championship trophy with all the helmets and the countdown clock with the exact seconds until the acc season kicks off and you see radio row and then you walk into that grand ballroom where all the reporters are and it really just gets real so absolutely fun experience really exceeded the expectations that i had for the event and i can't wait for day two don't forget about our our charger i mean very important you know they also gave us the charger along with the book um and later on we got a cookie that said welcome to the acc or brought to you by the acc so that was huge as well uh but yeah absolutely the the sites were pretty astounding radio roll like you mentioned was pretty cool and then in the ballroom itself with all the different reporters from all the different media organizations was pretty darn cool then of course jim phillips the commissioner of the acc comes out and gives a statement that was also pretty awesome and then we get right into each team i want to hear from you what were um the biggest things that stood out to you in terms of what you heard from coaches, what you heard from players, what were the storylines that you were really interested in and what what really stood out to you? Well, there was a lot of questions all day long about NIL, name image like this, what coaches thought about it, what players thought about it. And the uh, whole event really started with the commissioner, Jim Phillips, kind of addressing the audience, his first media day for football, at least, and he had a pretty powerful message, and he was delivering stats about the conference, about the ACC as a whole, how how it's changed in the past few months, and how it could change in the future. Seems like a really nice guy, had a lot of nice things to say, and answered questions pretty well, I thought, but NIL was a hot topic today, for sure, between the coaches and the athletes, and then kind of just pointed questions about each program and where they're at, and where they're going, and uh, of course the players had questions about themselves, about NIL, their opportunities, so really uh, kind of the recurring themes over and over and over again, but when you got to the breakout rooms, and we'll get into this, you could really hit the players and the coaches on a more personal level and ask about more team and specific oriented questions. And what stood out to me in the Phillips uh, statement was talking about Notre Dame and how Uh, They were really beneficial for the conference as they played in the ACC for the football season in 2020. Um, And he said, his quote, I believe, was, it was very beneficial for the ACC and it was very beneficial for Notre Dame. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Notre Dame in the ACC in years to come. Of course, he also said that he respects their independence very highly and that he knows that they love independence. Um, So, you know, maybe we won't, but I I wouldn't really be surprised if we did. Um, as for the actual coaches and players as we got on to the ACC teams, 
Um, the NIL was a huge uh, point of conversation for just about every coach. I think everybody got uh, a, a name, image, and likeness question. Some of the answers that stuck out to me were from uh, Pat Narduzzi of Pittsburgh. He was very pro-NIL, pro uh, getting everybody involved, getting everybody um, their money. And, and uh, Derek King as well, the quarterback of Miami, he was one of the first to be questioned about it. And what he said was, we should. He wants everybody to uh, get as much money as possible. He wants to help out all of his teammates, all of his homies, uh, and I thought that was pretty respectable. And then, of course, Mac Brown too. He said that at first he was against it, but then somebody explained it to him like a college musician can make money off of their work. Why shouldn't a uh, college football player? And he said right after that he understood it and he was pro NIL. So it was a big topic of conversation uh, today, and I think that you'll probably see an article out on orangefizz.net later this week. Remember, keep us keep it locked at orangefizz on Twitter and orangefizz.net for all of John and my coverage. We'll be there tomorrow as well, covering Syracuse and more of Syracuse's opponents. But, John, I want to hear what you heard in those breakout rooms like you mentioned and, and some of those other conversations that stuck out to you. Well, the breakout rooms were awesome. Like, I had pretty low expectations for how much access I would be able to have to the players and the coaches today. But you can literally just walk in a room and be within three feet of them and just have a normal conversation with them. You don't even need to record it. You can just sit there and talk to the guys. They're going to be in there for a half hour either way, and they'll just answer your questions. doesn't matter what it is. I heard people asking dudes what sports they would have played if they weren't so good at football, What which Olympic sports are their favorite. You can literally just walk in there and have a conversation with these guys. And as a guy that loves college football and grew up being a big fan of it, I was, I was in heaven today. But ultimately, I was there to do some work. Right, So I went to the Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh breakout sessions. There's exclusive interviews and videos uh, on our Twitter at Orange Fizz. And I asked every representative from those teams, three for each, so six total, a couple different questions about Syracuse, about themselves, about their team. Uh, one that's pretty notable, and I wrote an article about this, just put it out. I'm doing a series called Behind Enemy Lines where I kind of hone in on one player from Virginia Tech, one from Pittsburgh, and everybody else that Syracuse is going to play this year. And Matt did a general look at the program, its history against Syracuse and some of their best players. But I wrote an article about Braxton Burmeister and his history uh, as a college quarterback. He comes by way of Oregon. He transferred from the Pac-12. So I asked him a question, what's the difference between Pac-12 defenses and ACC defenses? And he gave me a great answer about how, you know, in the Pac-12 there's more nickelbacks, they focus more on coverage, and in the ACC there's more linebackers. So they're more physical and they try to stop the run game. Just things like that in-depth things you can get from these breakout rooms and I, I had a whole article of content from this so if you want uh, to see those exclu exclusive interviews again at Orange Fizz on Twitter and orangefizz.net on the website but the breakout rooms are great you and I are just going to absolutely pepper Dino Babers with questions we're going to pepper Josh Black, Tosh Harris and Aaron Service with questions tomorrow in those breakout rooms we should get some great content for you guys. You mentioned we're going to be talking to those guys and that's all going to be tomorrow same time same place what are some of the questions you're excited to ask them? I know that I have a few for each of them, but I want to hear from what you have first. So I dropped three yesterday, and those are on the website. They're also on the preview pod we did yesterday, but I guess I'll repeat those and then tag on some more as well. First, why is Tommy DeVito not at Media Day? Uh, Bones, you and I saw quarterbacks. In fact, some teams That's even the elephant two. in the room. Yeah. yeah, it's the elephant in the room. Uh, 13 of the 14 ACC teams brought quarterbacks to the event. Syracuse, the only team that did not. And some teams brought two, even. Virginia brought two. Florida State's going to be bringing two for tomorrow. Why is DeVito not here? I think that's a fair question. I don't know what kind of answer we're going to get, but it's got to be asked. Someone's going to ask it. Might be us, might be somebody else. 
the second one was how is the offensive line progressing under new the new head coach Mike Schmidt from San Diego State. I'm gonna probably ask Aaron Service that question, but you know Dino Babers might know as well because he probably had a hand in hiring him. And then finally, is Lee Koba going to be suiting up for this defense, the linebacker, in the fall? So those are the three burning questions I had, and I can also add some more on as well. I might ask Taj Harris, who is stepping up in the receiver room, who behind him, who some of the youngsters, Javante Williams, Damian Alford, uh, who in that receiver room is stepping up. I might ask Josh Black, how's Deuce Chestnut coming along on the defense, and what does it feel like to be playing alongside Kingsley Jonathan? and McKinley Williams once again. And then I might ask Taj even about Sean Tucker and how the running game is looking. You could even ask Dino, well, what's the deal with the running backs room? You got Sean Tucker, Jarvion Howard, Abdul Adams. How are you going to split those carries, even Cooper Lutz? So those are just some of the many questions I have. I could probably drop 50 right now, but I'm going to try and brainstorm some more, come up with the best ones to ask tomorrow. Yeah, we'll definitely brainstorm some more. We're going to be throwing questions left and right at these guys, and you'll see it all on Twitter at OrangeFizz and on OrangeFizz.net. I think I really want to know from Josh Black, a guy who has a huge personality for Syracuse, not necessarily the greatest player in Syracuse history, but a guy that I think a lot of Syracuse fans have come to love. He's a little bit of a fan favorite, not necessarily because of his play, but just because he's a good guy and he's fun to interact with. Um, I want to know what Alton Robinson and some of those other guys that he's played around for such a long time, because he's really been with the team for such a long time. What did they give to him in terms of his approach to the game? Uh, what did he What did he learn from them, and what does he plan to give to the younger guys on this team? Because now this this defensive line is a very young group of guys. Uh, so what does he, he plan to uh, impact them with and give them as a parting gift as he will be leaving the program this year? Uh, and as for service, again, I want to know about Chris, or Chris Bleich. Like, who is this guy? I mean, I think we've been talking about him for a while, but I don't really believe that anybody has a great grasp on how good he's going to be, but Aaron Service probably will have that answer, so that's something I'd love to ask him tomorrow. And, of course, we're going to be seeing all of Syracuse's uh, opposers tomorrow as well. One question I have for Dabo Sweeney, why does Syracuse always play so well against you? Why do they keep it close? I cannot wait for what Dabo has to say. That'll probably be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie, his little accent. Yeah, yeah, he's a funny interview, of course. And, and we'll try. I'll be in the breakout rooms for every single team, so I'll be able to get some pointed questions out for them, and I'll continue to do those in-depth looks attacking one storyline, attacking one player specifically on the opposing teams. For Pittsburgh, I'm going to do an article for them as well. I think I'm going to focus on uh, the defense there, replacing the defensive the, the, the defensive line, all those guys that went to the NFL, just things like that. So Bones, again, going to be doing the general outlook on programs, what you can expect from those teams, a couple of the impact players, probably the guys that were attending media days with the teams, because usually those are the impact players, and then I'll be doing the in-depth, really zooming in on the program. Here's a storyline you should know. Here's what you should really care about as a Syracuse fan heading into the season. So a ton more coverage coming tomorrow. We will have all that and more tomorrow. Make sure you stay locked on orangefizz.net and at orangefizz on Twitter. For John Eads, I'm Matt Bonaparte. We'll see you tomorrow.